o'clock here it is it's a friday night at mutiny radio it's time for the happy hour open mic the happiest two hours of comedy tonight is weird though i don't know where the comics are i don't know if there's like a secret party that they're all at that i wasn't invited to it's weird uh usually the room is stacked with tons of comics hey we've got your host uh he's a doll he's here we've got iceman zero we've got casey we've got starler in the house we're gonna get started hey everybody Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for your amazing host. It's Vishal Call. Just too much to take. Can't stop. I got no Let me break. just get set up here. Uh, is the mic on, Casey? Casey. How's, the, how's this? Uh, nope. Check, 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 check. Check. Sorry, I didn't sound check before. Check, check, check. That's working? You should be able to hear yourself. That check, one works. Check, there check, we check. go. Yeah. Cool. All right, we're working now. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up for yourselves. Thank you guys. Uh, to the Mutiny Happy Hour Open Mic. I'll be your host for the next few hours. Uh, it is a packed house in here. Uh, fucking, we're stoked to be here, right? Make some noise, team. hear the echoes of all the people here it's amazing uh, i'm really stoked to be here guys um i have a lot of stuff i want to run through so let's just go into it um i'll keep going until you guys are nice and uh laughing so uh, even if i'm not funny just pretend to laugh so i get off the stage otherwise i'm doing two hours i'm doing all the two hours um uh skiing let's talk about it a lot of my uh a lot of people i know are uh skiing now it takes a lot of people out of the city and i personally don't ski um, uh, and I don't get it, but, uh, I think skiing and snow sports must be the best thing in the world, right? It must be the best thing in the world. Um, cause this is like a legit interaction I had with a friend. Um, he was like, yeah, dude. So, uh, last weekend I was stuck on the way to Tahoe. Uh, I was in a snowstorm and I was there, uh, all night just stuck in my car. And I was like, whoa, were you on your way to get like a mountain of heroin? Like that's the only reason why I would ever stick it out <laughs> in a car in a snowstorm that long he's like nah bro uh we were just trying to get that powder and i was like oh cool cocaine then all right <laughs> i don't get that at all um i gotta wear a backpack uh i gotta wear a backpack and i hate wearing a backpack because uh, it just makes you look very uncool you know you can't look cool wearing a backpack there's no like commercial that's like cool leather jacket dude smoking a cigarette talking to some like model in a red dress drinking a martini zoom out they're both wearing jansports <laughs> I, I don't like that at all you know you know he would be like uh uh i gotta get out of here i'm late for a social studies class <laughs> and she's like when will i see you again he's like i don't know i got a busy weekend 
getting my braces off. <laughs> uh, I went to India recently, and um, that doesn't deserve claps. <laughs> oh, thank you. That that is cool. Yeah, uh, but don't go there. <laughs> uh, I did go to India recently, and I was in like uh, a temple. And um, my brown people are the type where you can like paint your gods and stuff. And uh, we had a. I was looking at all the Indian gods, and I had a thought where I was like, "Wow, why are like." Indian and Asian gods allowed to be not cute. You know what I mean? Like Western gods, like Jesus is like ripped and he has a six pack and every, and he probably didn't, you know, he was just famished, but uh, that was like the old ages. But like Asian gods are allowed to be like fat and gross and whatever. And I think it's because like the Indian people, we lack self-confidence, you know? Like, I'm just trying to imagine when they were coming up with their gods and shit, you know? It was like, one guy's like, all right, so this is the god. He just looks like a regular man. This is what he looks like. And the other guy's like, hmm, change him up a little little bit, please. Make him fat, just like me, just like me. I don't like the way I look. Okay, I will make him a little bit fatter. Anything else? Yes, give him big ears and a big nose. Give him an elephant head, just like us. We look gross. Yeah, that lacked uh, the the oomph when I did it the other day, but that's fine. Um, y'all do dirty talk. Y'all fuck with dirty talk. Yeah. You know what dirty talk is like? Ooh, baby, come for me. Uh, <laughs> dirty talk. Uh, well, the interesting thing about it to me is like it sounds a certain way, but like we didn't always sound like this, right? Like, but they must have always done dirty talk, right? But like, was dirty talk in the twenties just people going like, "Yeah, baby, come for me," see, you know? <laughs> The woman, some like fucking wisecracking flapper, you know, she's like doing the Charleston shit while she's getting like fucked from the ass. She's like, did you say you want to get between these knees or the bees knees? <laughs> did they like fucking have dirty talk in the Middle Ages and shit? Was the dude just like, <laughs> was he just like, I'm jousting you so hard right now. Cometh hither for, cometh hither for me. My javelin is about to burst. <laughs> and she's just like, ooh. Prithee, no wonder they call you Lancelot. <laughs> um, uh, flirting. Uh, flirting is an interesting thing to me, though. Um, I think flirting is very hard for me uh, just because, like, I don't think I, – I don't know about you guys, but, like, I feel like I got to work a job and, like, my mind during the job is, like, I got to be, like, a good boy and shit. And I never get to, like, practice flirting. So on weekends I'm, like, out of practice, you know? But, like – I wish I could fucking, like, I can't practice during the week, you know? Like, what would that be like, you know? My boss just comes over and is like, hey, how's the how's the project going? And I'm like, that is so cute that you would ask that. Um, I'm, Yeah, okay. All right, I lost, uh, I lost the trade of thought on that one. Whatever. Fuck it. That, that has legs, maybe. Um, cartoons. One more thing before I get out of here, because I'm just running all this shit. Cartoons. Um... Y'all, like, watch cartoons growing up and shit? Yeah. You know what a weird thing to me, though, is, like, there are still some cartoons from my childhood that are, like, still going on now, you know? And I'm just wondering, like, how, like, like SpongeBob and, like, Dragon Ball Z cartoons that have been going on for, like, 30 years. And the weird thing about that to me is, like, how can they still come up with, like, viable plot lines for these shows, you know? Like, what is SpongeBob dealing with now? It's, like, the next episode is, like, SpongeBob... Uh, has to struggle with anxiety, you know, and shit like that, or like Pokemon, you know. Up next, the Pokemon traders catch gonorrhea, <laughs> and what are they doing? You know, it's like Dragon Ball Z. 
Uh, in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z, Goku faces his toughest enemy ever, his wife in divorce court. Like, these are the plot lines that they can come up with. I think I'm uh, about out of time, Pam, or can I keep going? Well, you've done six minutes, 40 seconds. It's up to you. Okay, I'll do one more. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Because you guys are all great. Um, uh, so uh, I'm a single person, and I like being single. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's just hard at times being single because, like, I'm at, a, like, a lot of guys, I think, uh, when you're single, you got to, like, compete with your body to be, like, a good guy. Right. Like my brain is a nice dude, but my body is like a frat bro. You know, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Like I, my brain is like, yeah, you should totally be nice to everybody. And my body's like, yeah, you should totally try and hook up with everybody. <laughs> you know, my body's like my brain's like, you know, you shouldn't try to like, you know, date your coworkers. That would make for an uncomfortable work environment. And uh, my body's like, uh, what matters more, bro? This nut or this job? <laughs> Nuts are jobs are temporary. Nuts are forever. Um, my brain is just like you know. I should just go out and like run some errands and be a person. Um, but then my body is like the great. Uh, when while you're at it, why don't we try to fuck everyone in this Whole Foods too? <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that's uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening and paying attention. I appreciate your laughs. They were very uh, reassuring. That was really fun. Uh, this is going to be a great time. Uh, I'll be your host, and Pam Benjamin is on the fucking ones and twos. She'll be running uh, the back. She'll be lighting you, I guess. Um, and uh, sign up in the back if you ha- – yeah, she'll do that. Sign up in the back if you haven't already. Uh, it's going to be a packed house. It's going to be super fun. Uh, and, uh, Pam, I don't know who's going up first, but uh, – Iceman Zero, actually, uh, is going up first. Do you know, I- do you know Iceman Zero, Kelvin who- Gan? Do you not call – am I the only one who calls him Iceman Zero? Why are you Iceman Zero? No, a, a few of us do. Okay. All right. Well, up uh, up next, we have a very funny comic, uh, new to the scene, rising star. Make it make some noise for Calvin Gann. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, everybody, keep it going for Vishal for hosting. Woo! So I'm at work and. Everybody takes really long at the microwaves. I just hate it when somebody microwaves their stuff for six minutes and then and then like looks at it and it's like molten lava. It's like bubbling and scalding and they're like, it's not hot enough. And they put it back and microwave it another six minutes. So the other day, I just unplugged all the microwaves, so nobody got lunch. But, but, when it was my turn, I plugged it in and I got lunch, so it's great. That's kind of dumb, whatever. Um, so I work, I work, I'm, I'm in a perpetual orgy at work. It's, it's, it's a code orgy. I basically write code and then shoot it up into the cloud and make a code baby. And everybody shoots their code up into the cloud and it's a collective code baby. But recently we've been trying to move into production. So we've added a lot of people that you would probably not allow into an actual orgy. 
these are the kind of people that like if you if you if you have a baby right you would expect to want to feed your baby good food and hope it grows up to be big strong and smart nah these people that we just got basically shoot up code that have stds in them like you would look at them at an orgy and be like yo dude you you i don't want you at this orgy but the bosses were like yo 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 and they waved them in so anyway now our code that should have been a big strong baby now has three heads six arms and a limp leg that's that's what my code is at right now i went to nevada the other day saw an escort I ordered a girlfriend experience. It came with a lot of period and crying and asking for money. I found it odd because I didn't know how they would serve up the girlfriend experience with a male. Should have just been a boyfriend experience, but it was a girlfriend experience. Whatever. <laughs> I think that this year is going to be a good year for nerds. The other day I heard someone ask me, hey, do you know what Dark Souls is? And for those of you that don't know what Dark Souls is, Dark Souls is essentially BDSM if you can't find a partner. You're BDSMing yourself and the game. But I think that if you are going to like talk to someone about dating with video games, you should start with Nintendo. Any Nintendo game would work. Did you know that Nintendo's slogan is switch and play in the US? Did you know that in Europe, their slogan is play anytime, anywhere, with anyone? Those are like swing party slogans. They're not. Yeah, anyway, you should just start with like Nintendo games and not Dark Souls. I, my girlfriend thinks it's hot when I tell her that I have a high APM in StarCraft. When I say, hey, babe, I have a 395 APM in StarCraft. For those of you that don't know, APM means actions per minute. That means between my finger, my wrist, and my arm, I have very high actions per minute. And then it makes her very happy. Cool. Thanks. That's it. Take that walk. Sexy motherfucker. One more time for Calvin Gann, Iceman. All right, up next, very, very funny comic. Uh, we did a show together, and he told me to introduce him as We're Coming Up Together. And so I'm going to say that again now. We're Coming Up Together. Uh, make some noise for Case Koenig. I like it, I like it. I said it then, I'll say it again. What I meant to say was coming on you later. Um... <laughs> Preferably your face, uh, <laughs> because it's so beautiful. Uh, God, man, um, you are a good-looking dude. I feel, I feel, I can't even look at you right now. It's just that good-looking. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, everybody excited? Uh, Calvin was talking to me before. Um, he he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna visit my girlfriend for Valentine's Day," and I was like, "When's that?" Or like, "So when are you gonna see her?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna see her this weekend." And I was like, "Fuck, is it this weekend? Is it this weekend?" No. It's, it's next weekend. Okay. Friday. Next Friday. Okay. If, okay, we, everybody here kind of knows that Valentine's Day really isn't for the fellas, right? We kind of know that. Like, 
right? I've never walked away from a Valentine's Day going like, you will not believe what my girlfriend got me for Valentine's Day. She made me a sandwich and left me alone. What the fuck? Oh my God. <laughs> this is the best day ever. What would you guys actually want as on Valentine's Day? Like, it, really, I'm, actually, I'm asking, not rhetorically. Sandwich and alone. Anal, a sandwich and alone. Steak and a blowjob. Sweet little kiss. Starler just wants a sweet little kiss on the lips. I think it's going to be a fun time. Um, is it weird to segue from Valentine's Day to therapy? Because uh, I'm going to do it. I, uh, I, um, I was going to therapy. I say was because I quit recently. Um, and uh, the reason I quit was because my, my therapist was such a cool guy. He was really cool. Uh, I, this one time I was uh, talking to him and uh, I told him, uh, you know, I was, I've been thinking about taking LSD. Cause, uh, yeah, right. Like it'll open me up. Maybe I heard some good things. He's like, yeah, that might be good for you. And I was like, yeah, the only problem is I don't have a connect. And he was like, I do. And I was like, hook it up, man. Yeah. Right. Cool. Cool therapist. Another cool thing that he did. Um, do you guys believe that therapists are obligated to confidentiality? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was not, uh, <laughs> he very openly, he was just like, you think you got problems, Casey? Like, my other client, she's a prostitute. I'm like, do you even have a fucking license? Why are you telling me this? <laughs> I didn't find you on fucking Craigslist. And I know what you're thinking. It's like, oh, well, he just said to my other client, he didn't give a name. Well, that's, that may be true, but like, what if I bump into her in the lobby? <laughs> Is that <laughs> confidential enough? <laughs> anyway. Um, one of the reasons why I had to go is because, uh, you know, killing yourself is always an option and the, <laughs> it is, it is every day. You can, you can do it if you wanted. Yeah, don't look at me like we're weird. We're at a fucking open mic. Like, come on. Like I, I, everybody here has thought about it at some point. I used to have a tech job. And one of the things I would do during my lunch break is I'd leave the office and go into the garage and climb all the way up to the top of the garage and just look over the edge. And, and the whole time I was like, pretty much the only thing that ever really stopped me was just thinking, man, if I actually did this, I'd probably make a really bitchy sound on the way down. And that's not how I want my last seconds in life to go. Do you know, like I always wanted to be like kind of picturesque and cinematic, just like dying and having some, you know, someone like a grandson or something, someone to talk to or like a loving wife that I say something poetic to. But if I jump off that garage, it's just going to be like, and that's, that's like my, that's like my, that's what the last thing my coworkers would see of me. Just like, and he's like, wow, man, what a bitch. No wonder he fucking did it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> uh, that was most of the material I wanted to work through. Um, you guys, uh, I hope uh, you have a fun Friday and you don't kill yourselves because everybody's cool. All right. Bye. One more time for Case, man. That was awesome. One more time. Come on. Give him a round of applause. Awesome, guys. Uh, remember to sign up on uh, this list over here if you're not already on the list and uh, donate 2 to $5 to Mutiny Radio or take a picture and tag them on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or... We don't, uh, I don't know what Snapchat is. Uh, never mind. Not on Snapchat. <laughs> tag them anyway. That, that, uh, that probably is not good for their share price. Um, uh, up next, we have the very, very funny Starler Burns. Thank you, Vassal. 
What's up, mutiny? Are, are you ready to rock? Yeah. That's, that's weird. This is a comedy show. I'm not going to be doing any rocking tonight, except in your chair. Yeah, that was great. Okay, let's see what I want to do tonight. So, oh, that's right. I'm sorry, this is a horrible thing to do at an open mic filled with only other comics, but I feel like flicking some whiskers. I want to try out some crowd work. Yeah. Would anyone mind that? Anyone want to raise their hand if that wouldn't murder them? Okay, I think I'm gonna go with you. Let's see how long this chord goes. So, we've never met before, correct? Correct. I'm offended you do not remember me. What is your name? Liz. That's a stupid name, Liz. Gotcha. Liz, where are you from? New Jersey. Liz, wouldn't it be funnier if you were from Reno, Nevada? Yes. Say you're from Reno, Nevada. I'm from Reno, Nevada. Oh, Reno, that's a crazy town. You know, I just got back from Reno. I came, <laughs> I, I came up with a few sentences to describe it because it had a major impact on me. Reno is like blacking out on prom night and then waking up old, broken, sad. <laughs> Reno is like tripping over a body in an alley and then realizing it's your high school guidance counselor. I personally like that one. The guidance counselor, you know, they direct your dreams. They're like a funnel for your aspirations. So what does it mean if they OD in an alley? How does that make you feel? Okay, don't worry about it. One more. Reno is where hope goes to get addicted to methamphetamine. <laughs> okay, let's move along then. So people in the Bay Area ask me where my accent is from a lot which offends me because I'm from the Bay Area. No, I get it though, my, my voice, it sounds like, I'd say like two otters fucking in the moonlight. Like not the noises they make, but the feeling that that image inspires. That's what my voice sounds like. I realized at my last Thanksgiving screaming match that I get it from my mom. My voice is my mom manifesting herself through my body, as mommies like to do. So, if you need an idea of my mom, well, for starters, she named me fucking Starler. <laughs> like, that tells you something. Obviously, that decision was somehow rooted in trauma. Anyway, if you need another idea of my mom, one more in depth. When I was little, my mom used to tell me all these amazing bedtime stories about this imaginary little brother I had, look at me, look at me, about this imaginary little brother I had who was an, only an inch tall. And he went on all sorts of pint-sized adventures, won the favor of the Frog King. I later realized that these stories were my mom's way of working through a miscarriage. Oh my God. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is that my mom is a whimsical woman. And she beget a whimsical man. And one day I'll regale my own children with the amazing stories of their magical little uncle who was technically medical waste. Okay, let's move along. We only got a couple more minutes together. You guys gotta stop wasting my time. Uh, so would y'all like to hear an impression? Actually, let's save that one for last if there's time. I'm gonna do another one. This one's very fresh. So would y'all like to know a really pathetic joke? Yeah, yeah. Didn't there used to be a mirror here? I would point to it and then you would look at yourselves. Gotcha.
Just kidding, you're all worthy of love. Okay, let's do the other one then. So would you all like to hear an impression? That was very quiet. Would you all like to hear an impression? We speak in full sentences at Mutiny, come on. Say, I would like to hear an impression. That's a great idea that you just came up with by yourself. <laughs> Here is my impression of every man on every 90s sitcom. You ready? I sure hope no one thinks I'm a homosexual. Cause I'm not! Does that, does that resonate with anyone? I feel like whenever you go back and watch like Friends, there'll be all these moments where the boys get startled and they'll like hug onto each other a moment, then they'll realize what they're doing and oh, just hug your bros, man. It's a cruel dying world, just hug your fucking bros. Clap. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe jerk them off later. What's the point of physical affection if nobody gets jerked off? That's what I want to know. Okay, with that, I'm out of time. Thanks for sticking around, y'all. We had a journey. Only call you after you say I can. And one more time for Starler Burns, everybody. Starler Burns. And one more time for his comedy partner, Meth. Baby, here I am. Okay, up next, we have a very, very funny guy. Uh, well, he used to be funny, and then he quit comedy, and I guess he's coming back now. Uh, but I love this guy. He's great. Uh, Makes noise for Kaiser Lieb. You mind, you fool. Come here, baby. Yeah. You sexy motherfucker. What part of those jokes would not have been true about New Jersey, man? Like, what is the, the deal with it? Casey Koenig used to climb up the garage at work. Where have you ever worked that had a climbable garage? That is a bigger question than the whole suicide thing. Like, if I worked in a place that had a garage that I could climb up, I would be so grateful that I would never think of killing myself. Calvin was talking about being a software engineer and how that is like an orgy. Spoiler alert, being a software engineer is not like an orgy. Being a software engineer is like doing your math homework all day, except it's really confusing, and instead of a math textbook with problems in it, you just have a computer that you have to type at, but you don't know which things you're supposed to type, even though you've been doing this for 10 years and have a degree in it, and then by the time you actually figure out how to make the computer do the thing that you want the computer to do, you have to send it over to your friends, and you make what is called a pull request, and a pull request is like that time in high school when everybody laughed at you and told you that you sucked, and it turns out that you you actually do suck because even though all of these people are your co-workers who have the same level of experience as you do and think the same ways that you do they are all somehow also much much smarter than you are and they are right all of the code that you wrote sucks which I guess is kind of like how it would be if I were to be involved in an orgy Thank you, Pam. I think you'd be great in an orgy. You'd be very attentive. I could see you being excellent It would be really great if I was actually able to fuck good, but I'm not. I don't know if you know this about me, but my cardio is very poor. Very bad cardio. Do not have sex with me. My sexual performance is very lazy. Rush Limbaugh has cancer. Anybody else notice this? 
I didn't know who Rush Limbaugh was for a while in the middle part of my life, but during the earlier part of my life, I recently remembered we listened to Rush Limbaugh a great deal. We were God-fearing Republicans, and the thing that I knew about Rush Limbaugh was that he drank Snapple. Snapple, made for the best stuff on Earth. I didn't know that they were paying him to say that. I thought that the dude just really liked Snapple. He also hated Bill Clinton, and he was, like us, a Republican. I thought Republicans were great, man. We had a globe, and the globe had on it a country, and that country was the biggest country in the world. The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. And I figured that if we had the biggest country, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, they must be good Republicans, that we were the best. Turns out that the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics were not in agreement with most Republican policies. Can you imagine Ronald Reagan over there in Moscow? Russia? Reagan, although I guess today Republicans may be more on board with the whole. I am from Montana. Anybody else? Being from Montana is weird. The movie Where a River Runs Through It was filmed like five miles away from where I grew up. That movie is like a two-hour documentary of Brad Pitt reminding everybody else how much that I am not Brad Pitt. It's terrible. Being from Montana also means that I have an accent. Can you hear it? What do you call the lid of a house that has the shingles on it? Yeah, you call it a roof. That's a roof. What do you call the parts of the tree that go underground to drink the water and hold it up so it doesn't fall over? Yeah, you say roots. Them are roots. What does a dog say? Where I'm from, dogs can't even talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are lovely. Clap really loud for me because I'm amazing. Yeah. Keep it going for vaudeville superstar Kaiser Lieb. Yeah. All right, uh, let's keep this. Uh, let's we should this. we should give a plug though, because you're on the show later too. Later tonight at Piano Fight, ten o'clock is Fuster Cluck put together by Kaiser. Yeah, Lee. Kaiser's putting on a show Both at uh, Piano Fight uh, every now and then. Fuster Cluck, a lot of comedians will be there. Uh, Both you, you and Kaiser. me are on that tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight ten p.m. You're on the show, Michelle. And next week, and I'll be there, and Kaiser will be there, and maybe some other people will be there. So come check it out. And Pam will be there, right? Maybe I'll be there too. All right, there you go. Ah, all right. Up next, we have a very, very, very funny guy. Let's hear how he pronounces his O's. Make some noise for Kelly Evans. No, not your body, your mind, your fool. Come here, baby. Yeah. You Let's give it up for Vishal Call, huh? Is it? Isn't he pretty? At least, anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, it's all right. Work on the uh, marketing. Uh yeah, you know, Starler, I'm I'm with you. It's okay for like your friends to like get together and hold each other. That's perfectly okay. Uh, jerking off each other is gross, though. All right, that's nobody wants a hand job. Blow jobs. That's where you go. All right, like who wants a hand job in today's day and age? Seriously, is that still happening? Have you had a hand job recently? Any of you who have penises, have you had hand jobs? No, I hope not. That would I would be so disappointed. I'd be like, can we not do this? I'll just. Watch TV. Um, that's not really what I want to talk about. I did uh, want to say one thing. Also, Rush Limbaugh, big fan of Snapple, big fan, bigger fan of Percocets. You know that explains a lot about the shit that he says. He's also crazy. Um, anyway, about me. Let's talk about me because that's 
mostly what I care about. Uh, I got a cool mom. Does anybody else have? You guys know? Yeah, you got a cool mom. Yeah, you got a cool mom. We heard about your mom. Yeah, what's 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 so cool about her, man? Wow. Okay, that's actually that's actually pretty cool. I was just saying smoke weed, but you really took it. I mean, that was implied, I think, with what you were saying. She smokes a lot of weed, doesn't she? No? Okay, that's a little weird. Okay, that was a little surprising for a hippie poet from the 1960s to not smoke weed. Anyway, moving on. My mom's a cool mom, which means, you know, she likes to party a little bit. You know, her favorite glass of wine uh, is a box of Franzia, just the whole thing, you know. And she's, she's a drinker. She drinks a lot, is my point. She drinks. She's an alcoholic. Anyway, I never thought I'd have to operate as like a bouncer for my family gatherings like giving a sobriety test like I only see your eyes okay can you blow on this anything above a 0.15 and you can't talk to your sister okay <laughs> all right go, go take a nap I'll get you five cups of coffee let's shut this down all right hey welcome in Alyssa Westerland just entered the room everyone let's give it up for Alyssa Westerland she is fucking hilarious all right uh my last girlfriend was really into astrology, uh, which I'm actually fine with. I know a lot of people uh, treat astrology people like their beliefs aren't based in reality. You know, like chiropractors or Republicans, right? Uh, but I'm fine with it. Like, I come from Texas. Like, I'm in the Bible Belt, you know, where people believe in, like, Jesus. You know, they follow Jesus. Well, except when it comes to, like, forgiveness or acceptance or loving thy neighbor, in which case, fuck that long-haired hippie. What the fuck does he know? Old Testament God. Fucking eye for an eye. Welcome to Texas, baby. Yeah. They will murder you. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, don't get caught up in the justice system is my point. Um, but yeah, astrology is fine. You just, you never see like someone say something like this, like, you know, Saturn and Jupiter are in alignment right now and Mercury's in retrograde, which means marriage is just between a man and a woman, okay? <laughs> yeah, that will never be said. <laughs> Nobody, so, you know, I'm fine with star people, you know? Uh, as long as they're not marching outside of Planned Parenthood. Fucking hate some Scorpios, whatever. Uh... Yeah, the thing is, like, I realized after a while that it was just my girlfriend's way of, like, subtly critiquing me, like, through astrology. She would just, like, like get that in there when she's giving me my horoscope. And she would try to be subtle about it. Like, she would do it as a compliment sandwich. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with the compliment sandwich, right? It's a sandwich where the bread are compliments, and then sandwiched in between that is a critique, which is the meat, which is a good way to put it. Uh, if the meat, uh, the sandwich will taste good if the meat uh, isn't meant to completely destroy your ego. You know, that is, uh, which it often was. <laughs> she would say shit like, well, you know, um, you have a great sense of humor. Uh, however, you're really distant emotionally you know you're probably gonna die alone nobody ever loves you because you don't let them love you anyway also you have nice hair cool thanks see why people hate cancers okay um i've been trying to talk about the story about my stepdad he was a uh interesting guy very serious but also very funny sometimes he would pull pranks and um we, uh, he used to pick me up from school every day when I was eight. We lived close, but I was too cute. You know, like I, I would get kidnapped. Um, and uh, we're on our way home. We stopped by the grocery store one day and we go in. I'm like, I don't want to shop. So I'm going to go look at magazines. And he's like, all right, well, you can, but we're leaving in 10 minutes. 
be out there or I'm leaving without you. I'm like, cool, got it. But that's unfair because I'm eight. I don't have a watch. Where the fuck do I need to be? Why do I, like, I'm like, I'm not keeping time. Who am I going to ask a stranger? That completely defeats the point of not getting kidnapped, all right? So, of course, I didn't make it outside in time, all right? I, had to get, I got out there and I saw the car was actually like in the corner of the parking lot about ready to leave. And I'm like, okay, cool. I guess he's just like getting a head start on it. And I run up to the car and I'm almost there. And then he does that thing where you pull away 20 feet, you know, that fun thing. And I'm like, ha you got me. I learned my lesson. He's going to be pretty mad though. And then I get to the car and he does it 30 more times. <laughs> he does that. And that was how I got home that day. I just jogged. So anyway, that's my time. Thank you very much. Have a great night. You've been wonderful. We're all alone in the villa of the one more time for Kelly Evans. He runs a great show at Dawes Ferry House once or twice a month. This is me working on my marketing skills. How am I doing? Uh, <laughs> hey, something's better than nothing, right? All right. <laughs> uh, don't go to Kelly's show now. I'm mad. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Up next, we have the very, very funny Alyssa Westerland. and I'm a left-handed person. I don't fucking want to shake your hand, Vishal, even though you're very attractive, okay? I'm sick of the formalities. I'm very angry, as usual. Um, okay, which is good, right? Um, mainly, I want to bitch about uh, what... I wrote all these jokes last night. I was I was cracking myself up, you know, so I figured it'll work for you. Uh, no, I was thinking about... I So we, we took this these stupid pictures, like, months ago, right? I, I don't publicly tell anybody about my personal life because I want to yell about it on stage, and I don't want you to ask me about it later, right? Oh, you're dating so-and-so. It's none of your fucking business who I fuck. Just leave me alone. I fuck a lot of people, or at least I have in the past, and I'm going to talk about it. But uh, um, anyway, we take these pictures, and I'm finally like willing to be vulnerable about my relationship, which is very, very, very hard for me. And then in the photo, Kaiser is holding my stomach. <laughs> Because he likes my stomach. And every fucking dumbass motherfucker on the planet sent me a fucking message saying congratulations about the baby. And I'm like, you fucking idiots. What the fuck? Anyway, here's the deal with babies. Okay, first of all, we're not fucking married. Second of all, he can't yet afford two families. Okay? And I need that kind of security. Okay, for a couple of reasons. I'm not even going to consider having, pushing a whole person out of this gaping wound between my legs unless he's saved up enough money to be a stay-at-home fucking dad. Okay? Okay, honey, once you have that money fucking in the bank, we can talk about fucking me pushing a whole human being out of my body. Okay, do you see me? I'm like the size of a baby. You want me to give birth to a person the size of myself? Like, what does that even do? It's like not some kind of shedding situation or I just shed it off anyway he says he wants to fuck my personality yeah that's way funnier than that you guys it's fucking incredible it's actually really upsetting too okay because here's the deal like I make this guy sandwiches every day for lunch okay I cook every meal I fucking can fold a fitted sheet like goddamn origami you don't even know it's a fucking fitted sheet anymore okay this house is fucking clean I'm learning how to suck dick I'm fucking pretty cute right like I'm pretty fucking cute got a decent ass hot little body I'm a fucking spinner and he wants to fuck my personality this this is what not the titties not the fucking anybody not these perfect fucking rosé covered colored nipple this is fucking i can get away with this because they're fucking color of rosé you can't see shit motherfucker except for the very hard perfect the fucking perfect he doesn't want to fuck these titties he doesn't want to fuck this ass he doesn't want to fuck 
This tiny body? What are you fucking thinking? My personality. Okay, great, honey. But I wasn't fucking working on my personality, okay? What am I, just some kind of person to you? Why can't I be a piece of meat, okay? Everybody else gets to be a fucking piece of meat. I just want to be a piece of meat. Why can't you just fuck my body like everyone else did? Okay, it's too much love. I'm not used to it. Okay, what was the other? No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll be okay. Don't, don't, don't awe me. Look at the bitch screaming on the stage. <laughs> um, so, but I was, I was thinking about it. So I've actually done some market research as far as like how successful relationships like last. And you very rarely meet people who've been married 30, 40 years and are actually happy, you know, like with a family. But recently I've been going to shows and I've been finding like the comics families, you know, the whole family's there. And I go, how long you been together? Oh, you're actually not divorced. Wow, we got some comedians with healthy families. That's fucking amazing. And uh, so you've been married for what? Oh, 40 years? And I'm like, okay, kid, you know, you know what this means? Your mom's really good at sucking dick. And every time I've done this bit, the mother just like, and the father is like, yes, 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 yes. And, and everybody, and the kid obviously is shocked. He didn't even think of his mother like that, but now he knows. Yeah, she's, uh, she's good. She's good to go. Uh, anyway, uh, and nobody wants to know that about their mom, but it's always funny. And so what I've discovered is that the thing that makes a relationship last is blowjobs and sandwiches, right? Forever, right? Now for him, that's the, that's the two things he wants. He wants blowjobs and sandwiches, and I'm fucking good at both of those things. At least I'm getting better at the blowjobs, whatever, okay? Um, it's not like my fucking goal in life to be able to like make a guy come, okay? I don't care. They always come. They're gonna come. They will come. They will come again. They will come again and again and again. But what do I need? So you find two things that your partner loves and needs, and then you try to do two things that you think you can do reasonably well, like often enough for a, you know, considerable amount of time. So whatever that is for her, like for me, I need him to tell him that I'm, I'm fucking amazing, right? And I need, I need a lot of sex and the pussy eating. The pussy eating, tell me I'm amazing, eat the pussy like all the time, and then I'll suck your dick and make you sandwiches, and we can probably make this work! But, hold on, I'm running the light. The real problem with the relationship right now, he's practically perfect. He's fucking Mary Poppins, right? <laughs> but why won't you fuck me in the ass, Kaiser? Anyway, give it up for your host! Give it up for your host! Yeah. And keep it going for Alyssa Westerland and fucking in the ass. She will also be at uh, this show tonight along with Kaiser and Pam Benjamin and me. Uh, Kelly uh, Evans runs a great show two times a month at the wine bar. Uh, I run a sh uh, Starler doesn't run a show, though. Up next, we have the very funny in the back. What'd she say? I run a show. What show do you run? She runs Dog Patch Comedy at Harmonic Brewing, right? God, you should book me on that. I've never been booked at Dog Patch Comedy. <laughs> Last night, yeah, wow. Uh, okay, book me too. Uh, up next, we have the very funny Pam Benjamin. <laughs> and keep it going for Kelly Evans, who runs <laughs> two shows a month. Starting my time, just like the rest of you. I was very excited tonight to hear so much orgy talk. I was like, yeah, people getting orgies. Um, 
all of you would be the bell at the ball at the orgy. I don't know if any of you actually been to the power exchange before. Like you think it's going to be something. You're like, I'm going to go to the power exchange. I went with my friends who live in Walnut Creek and we got all dressed up in our leather things. And I told them, I'm like, it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. And my friend is an amazing, she's gorgeous. Like anyways, we went and whoo. <laughs> There was, it's almost like you don't even want to watch. You're like, this is not even something I want to be a part of. But it was, ah, they descend. I've been in a couple. I've been in a couple. The, for my first threesome was actually with two other women. Yay. And it wasn't even a sexual thing. My friend had just gotten broken up with, and she was crying and crying and crying. She was so, 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 so sad. And my other friend, we were all there, and we were comforting her. And we were like, we'll do anything. What can we do? And she's like, I'd kind of like to come. And we were like, we can get this done. <laughs> we can fucking get this done. So the three of us are getting it done. And halfway through, my buddy looks down at me and she goes, God, do you have like a carrot, a cucumber, anything? So you guys, I know how hard it is to please a woman. Like I had no idea what I was doing at all. Can you get a cucumber or a carrot? I'm trying my best. I don't. These are back in the days before everyone shaved their bush. So there was a lot of like spelunking and figuring out what was going on. It's fine. I still have, I have so much pubic hair. It's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. It's, it's a problem. Uh, it's not a problem. I don't mind it. It's like, ah, so people have been like, oh God, you know, you boasted your face because you're an alcoholic. I'm like, no, I busted my face because I have an eating disorder. <laughs> I, I busted my face because I had seven drinks in nine hours, which is not that much, but I did not eat any food. Why? Because I'm not afraid of getting drunk. I'm afraid of getting fat. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm fine with being drunk. It's the fat thing I can't deal with. Fucking seven drinks in nine hours is no big fucking deal if you eat. But then I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lazy. Then I'd have to work out tomorrow like oh how about I just don't eat so now I'm learning how to be a responsible adult and I'm eating and people are like so they're like we're so proud of you you're not drinking and I'm like you guys seriously alcohol is not the problem <laughs> I really I have unaddressed eating disorder issues but why why well because I grew up in the 80s and 90s where you had to have fake tits and have be perfect. No one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty, right? And look, no one wanted to listen to Hillary. You know, the first lady, she's so gorgeous and she just won't talk. So I'm like, why won't you? People will listen to you. You're so pretty. Like, Say something. She still doesn't have a first lady stance, right? Like, what the fuck does she stand for? Like, nothing. Cyberbullying, yeah. I mean, great. I think that she should like, I mean, it's clear that she hates fat kids. So I think that she should like double down on what Michelle Obama did and like, you know, champion bulimia, right? No, it's really awesome. It makes kids four times the consumer. So it's so good for the economy because they eat four times the food, right? And then she's going to be an environmentalist because she's going to teach them to vomit into the composting, right? Regurgitate, renew, recycle. Highly acidic vomit is great for the wine vines in Napa. It is going to be the 2020 Pinot. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. No, uh, so it's not, so I have, I, I really, the black eye, whatever. It's like, I used to skateboard, so this is like, whatever, I have stitches on my face again. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but no, I'm learning how to eat, and that's great, and it's hard because there's all these weird societal standards. Like, like, I don't shave. I know you don't shave your armpits, and you're just like, fuck it, or whatever, but there's so much stuff. Like, I can't afford makeup, so, you know, I'm not just, I'm not a feminist because I don't wear it. I'm a feminist because I can't afford it. If you're going to spend $150 on your face, you better fucking look good. Like, ah, but society's telling me to do all these things. Women didn't used to shave their legs. Remember in 1904, if you, 
flashed a hairy ankle, you were a slut, and they'd be like, you disgusting slut, get back in the house. And now if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut and no one wants to sleep with you. <laughs> Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good no, it's, it's okay. I mean, I had a friend who was so worried. She thought a guy broke up with her because she forgot to pluck her mole. I'm like, come on, body hair ain't that big of an issue, sweetheart. Did you hear about the new Gillette razor? It has 17 blades. 17 blades for the closest shave. And the 13th blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah, uh, you can't sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. <laughs> you don't do you, do you dye your hair either? You don't. No, you're natural. Me either. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's fuck society. They're they they're not gonna listen to us anyways. Yay, because we have vaginas. Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. Yeah, one more time for Pam, everybody. Uh, we got three comics left in the lineup, and then I guess we'll figure out what we want to do after that. But uh, in the meantime, up next, we have Luke Newman. All right. We'll just take it down a notch. <laughs> this one won't be quite as intense. It's the last couple of comedians there as funny as they were but I'm gonna talk about Jesus <laughs> he, he laughed but looked at me like like I was about to looked scared or something oh this is Jesus is our Lord and Savior you know that right hey they're not lying to you when I tell you that because, you know, Jesus could turn water into wine, you know. But, uh, you know, and I'm just doing some material here. <laughs> so bear with me. Um, you know, what else could Jesus do? You know, he could turn it water into wine. Could he turn it back? You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Gotta, we gotta, we all gotta get through this, all right? Um, yeah, could he turn, could he turn wine into water? You know, somebody had too much. Could be like, hey, uh, Judas, you, you know, you had too much there. I don't know what his move was. You know, did he have a wand? I don't know, but he turned it back. That's why, that's why uh, Judas killed him because he cut him off. But you know, what else could we, could he do with liquids? You know. You turn uh, water into whiskey, you know, fuck the wine, let's turn it up a notch, you know what I mean? <laughs> let's turn it up a notch. Can you turn whiskey into better whiskey? You know, what, you, what is that, Jack Daniels? That's a 25-year age. McAllen's right there, you know. Can you turn piss into Patron? Hmm, right? Makes you think. Would you drink that? Oh, come on. If it was the real Jesus, if it was the real Jesus, that's tequila now. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose you'd have to believe in Jesus. But if you don't, 
you're missing out on a party that's on you. You know. I don't <laughs> I don't know. What else about Jesus? <clears throat> you think he's coming back? Think he's coming back? You think when he comes back he's gonna be an iPhone guy or a or an Android guy? I don't know. I don't fucking know. You hear people say, you know, uh, you know, is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Or I don't know. I heard that in uh, it was a line from Waterboy. I don't know if people actually say that, but <laughs> I think about that sometimes when I'm when I'm jacking off. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'd be like, oh, is this where Jesus is going to come back to, you know, fucking the DMV bathroom? <laughs> you know, it's a long, it's a long ass wait in there, you know. I don't know. Yeah, man, I feel like, oh, fucking Jesus will come back, you know, in the Middle East somewhere, you know, it's home land fucking uh, hear about it on NPR what's up bro talking about Jesus in here see you see I'm I'm, I'm in tune with what the people want to hear I don't know I don't know Dude, you guys are a great crowd. Okay, give yourselves a round of applause. <laughs> anyway, I got one more joke. The light means one minute, right? All right, so take it easy. Take it easy. All right, I got one more motherfucking joke. Just keep that seat warm. All right, well, here's my last joke. You guys ready? You guys fucking, are you ready for this last joke? Yeah. What's up, boy? I got one more joke. You came just in time. Um, all right, so how many Swedes does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, probably, probably just one, I would imagine. Could, could figure it out. It's not, it's not that fucking hard. You know? I mean, how many really do you need? I can change a light bulb. I'm not Swedish. Anyway. Praise Jesus. For you, see, it really don't matter because it's all about me and you. One more time for Luke Newman, huh? Teaching us all about light bulbs and Jesus. My God. Felt like Bill Hicks was in the room. Uh, all right, here's the current order. Uh, uh, we got uh, Liz Glazer, uh, Mike Evans, Ryan Thomas, and Sam Carroll. That's the current order right now. If we're all good with that, uh, that so let's move on with it. Up next, we got uh, Liz Glazer. Horn Stena, please. Hi. Uh, you were asking about whether I would drink. Oh no, he's not here. Well, whatever. Uh, the Patron. I I am sober, um, so that was why I answered that way. I mean, I guess like if some drink had been urine and I specifically knew about it, 
I don't know as a Jew that if Jesus had turned it from urine into something else, that that specifically would convince me that I would want to drink it. But that was why I answered what I did. And we've never met. So I figured I should explain that. I am from New Jersey. You know that about me. Thank you for engaging. Uh, I agree with you about Reno. Um, I think Reno's really weird. Uh, I did some shows in Reno once and... All of them were very, very hard and terrible. I just remember like trying to relate to the crowd in Reno and like every every night I would like try something different to relate to them. And so have you been to Reno? Yeah. Okay. So like there's like a lot of shuttles that come from the airport. That's like a thing. And it was like enough of a thing that I'm like, I can talk about the shuttles from the airport. And so I got on stage and I talked about the shuttles from the airport and everybody looked at me like I was the only one who had ever heard of a shuttle uh and then i was staying in a place and every time i would uh like press the button for the elevator i would get an electric shock and it was very annoying and i kept thinking about it and we were all in the same building and so then i went on stage and tried to talk about getting electric shocks and they looked at me like i was the only one who knew what electricity was or a shock um and so every night uh, I would try that and then I just could not be relatable. It was impossible for me to be relatable. I can't tell if this uh, material about being relatable is even relatable. Um, but I'm really just trying to fit in. Uh, it's interesting that you guys were talking about Jesus and that you said you were also thinking about Jesus. So uh, here's the thing that's true. Um, I, in the past like year and a half, it's actually since between September 4th of 2018 and earlier today, I found 70 fortunes on the ground. And so like fortunes from fortune cookies, I'm just walking around and I find them on the ground. And I don't know if it's relatable. I like, it's just happened. And every time it happens, I'm like, like, I, I don't know. I grew up Jewish. I'm like religious-ish, I guess, you know? Like, I, 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 I'm very aware of what I'm doing wrong at all times. Like, that's <laughs> the way that I'm religious. Like, I was schooled in being the kind of religious that I'm not. But I am the kind of religious that I believe I'm special enough that God would talk to me directly. <laughs> That I believe. And so when I find these fortunes, I'm just like, <laughs> good one. <laughs> and so today, and like, I, I do think, I think God's funny. Uh, that's something that I believe. And I also believe God is a man. Like, I am a lesbian, a very, you know, pro-women. You were talking about going down on people. I, I feel like at some point I got gay enough I could just stop coming out, by the way. I feel like... <laughs> I'm a lesbian. People are like, yeah, we, we got it. But uh, I don't know if I'm, just as a side note, like, I don't know how, like, typical lesbian I am. Like, I feel like I look like a typical lesbian, but I don't know if I am. Like, I guess in some ways I am. Like, I have cats. That's, like, pretty typical les. I have 200,000. <laughs> we all live together in a U-Haul. It's parked right outside my ex-girlfriend's house where she now lives with my other ex-girlfriend. I park behind the Subaru unless it's being used, in which case I park behind the other Subaru. But I don't know if I fit into the stereotypes. Okay, anyway. Thank you for letting me get that out of my face. But um, I, so I don't know if like, like whenever this happens, I wonder like, would God pick 
a lesbian as a prophet. Oh, I was talking about, so I do wonder that, but I was talking about thinking God as a man, which is something that I've I, like specifically. And, and it's like, I get that as a woman and maybe even as a lesbian, as a feminist, like whatever, I'm supposed to think God is a woman or that God is all things and that, you know, God doesn't have a race or whatever. I specifically think that God looks like the actor who played Jay Peterman on Seinfeld. Thank you. I hear that. Uh, who happens. Do you guys know what that person looks like? He has like gray white hair. And I just picture like that guy naked on a cloud and that is God. Um, okay. Well, yeah. So I would like to do something with like thinking God is a man. I do think that's funny. Uh, but I don't know how to make it funny. Oh, but I do think God's funny because so today I found fortunes 67 or sorry, 68, 69 and 70. And like, I know that fortune cookie fortunes did originate in San Francisco. Maybe you guys know that there's like a factory. Okay. So you guys know that, but the, what's that? Oh yeah. I didn't until I didn't until like, I thought like China, right? Because China, but it's in fact not the case. So like to the extent that I can offer some trivia, I'm very happy to. That's what Jesus would do. So, um, but, or at the very least a prophet, but uh, I, so, so sometimes like it's, it's funny to me because I, I was trained as a lawyer. I don't mean to run the light, but uh, I feel like this has been very fun and I appreciate you guys in enduring this because it's like feeling like a bit and that's like, it's fun to do mics. It really is. Like, I appreciate this room. And uh, I guess, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to tell you, the 69th fortune, um, I want to get it wrong, so I'm just going to look it up on my phone. Like, I have pictures of all of them. But it's 69th fortune was your golden years will be happy and fulfilling. And I'm like, I hope my golden years include a lot of 69ing. <laughs> um, okay, that's it. Bye. Ain't no one else around. I'm even with the blindfold gag. Hey, one more time for Liz Glazer, everybody. Yeah. Liz, you in town doing shows and stuff? You in town? Nice. Uh, you know, oh yeah, you know, uh, Kelly Evans runs a show twice a month at a wine bar. You should say, yeah. Kelly Evans runs a show at a wine bar. <laughs> at a wine bar. Some wine bar somewhere in the city. Some yeah, I don't, I don't give I don't a fuck which one. one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, so we got a couple more comics left. We got uh, uh, Mike Evans Jr., Ryan Thomas, uh, Michael Satumba, and then Sam Carroll. Um, that's the order right now, and we're just going to keep this thing on. So up next, we have the very funny Mike Evans Jr. So when I was in high school, worst thing I ever did in high school was... Uh, I was in the yearbook club, which meant I took the camera everywhere, even in places I shouldn't have taken it. Uh, worst thing I ever did in high school was uh, I was at Stern Grove. If you grew up in San Francisco, Stern Grove was this place on Saturday nights. People would go to get fucked up. High school kids would go to get fucked up. I got fucked up one night. I got my dick sucked and took a picture of the girl sucking my dick with the yearbook camera. Yeah. I know. It's really horrible. Like, she was, she was drunk. I was drunk. We were both, like, 15 at the time. And uh, <laughs> she sees a flash in the sky. And she was like, what was that? And I was like, oh, it was just lightning. It was just lightning. And it goes back down. 
I, and then I get back to school on Monday and I tell everybody in the school to meet me in the yard before I delete this picture. And that's what I did. There was a crowd of like pretty much like 20 dudes all around on the on the yard as I show them this picture of my dick inside of someone's mouth. And that is the worst thing I've ever done in high school. I just I thought about that to earlier today and I was like, that's maybe funny or a Me Too case. One of the two. And so we'll see how that plays out. I was underage, right? Is, is, is that is that okay? Does that work? 30 years ago? If I was yeah, right? <laughs> on the yearbook camera. Like it's on Facebook and like a locked album of mine. And that's and that's not a lie. Um, <laughs> open mics. Am I right, guys? Don't tell people these are the things that happen. I am recording it on the internet. It's fine. It's all right. What's your name? My name is Kaiser, everybody. Anyway. Um, I fucking, in middle school, the worst thing that happened to me, not anything close to what I just said, but uh, I was in a sports assembly because I played basketball, but I was really shitty. <laughs> Someone's peeing. That's great. Uh, I was in a basketball team, but I was really shitty. Uh, I was really good at practice, but I was really terrible on the team because I was scared of stage fright. I just f did, would forget plays and shit. Sorry, I would forget plays and shit. And so they had a sports assembly in front of the whole school. And uh, basically I get up and they call my name. They're like, Michael Evans. I walk across the stage. My cousin yells, bench warmer. And the whole auditorium laughs at me. Oh. It's the first big laugh I ever got. But it definitely hurt a whole lot. Another thing we used to do in high school, which is really fucked up. Pretty much to give you a description of my high school, my high school was 300 fucking kids in a high school, super small in San Francisco, called a school I shouldn't name after telling that story I just told. But uh, <laughs> but it, but it was it was 70% boys and 30% girls, so we were just bored as shit doing stupid shit all the time. One thing that we used to do was that when we would create an essay in English class, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it was your final or like just a, a draft essay. We would see to it to draw dicks on people's papers right before they turn it in. And so it could be your final. And then in Sharpie, there's just a giant dick on your essay. And it's just something that really happened. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's how that went. Maybe I should tell that yearbook story, guys, maybe. That's how I should open up my sets. <laughs> uh, you know you hate your job when you're very tired afterwards. I don't care if whatever job you think is like your passion. If you leave your job like, fuck, I'm happy I'm done with that shit. You don't like your job. You hate your job. Because sometimes when I'm doing stand-up afterwards, I'm like, I could get laid. I'm feeling great. And I could be doing stand-up forever. But if I killed every single time that night, I'm feeling great. But, you know, I just... I don't know. That's just how I feel about my job. After I leave my job at school, I'm like, fuck, I'm so happy. But after this, I don't know. I might go take a picture or something. Ha ha. Ha ha. Uh, you were talking about God earlier. Apparently everybody was talking about God. Uh, when I had chlamydia twice last year, I, uh, I told the girl that I was dating, I was like, oh, it's just God. Like I didn't catch it from anybody. I littered 
and then just had bumps on my dick. Like that's what happened. God was like, no, and just zap. Is that, does that resonate with anybody? No? He'll do that, right, thank you. One person in the audience, I, pre I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, I guess before I get out of here, I've been writing, I'm trying to write jokes about insecurities I've had in my life or like dig, pretty much dig deep in my mind about stuff that I've been thinking about in the past. And uh, the girl I dated before, my current girlfriend, she cheated on me. And I realized that like <laughs> in your head before you date someone, you're like, oh, I wish a motherfucker would cheat on me. Like I would fucking cuss them out. I would leave in a heartbeat. And like I didn't leave. And I didn't tell people that she cheated on me because that shit is embarrassing, right? To get cheated on and then like, I don't know if it's different for women, but as a dude, you get cheated on, you don't want to tell your friends like, yeah, she fucking cheated on me. I don't know what to do, right? But on Twitter, if you're a girl, someone cheats on you, it's just like, fuck this motherfucker. Of course, typical man, couldn't keep his dick in his pants, all this stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. Cause she still texts me. Like I still see her on Instagram and stuff sometimes. And like, I'm like, I should not be your friend, you know? <laughs> Like you keep in touch with your exes from like something in the back of your head of like, maybe like I still want you to be okay in life, right? But why do I want her to be okay? Even though she cheated on me. I don't know. Things in my head. Happy Friday, everybody. While the cosmic talk, I just want you smarter than I'll ever be when we take that walk. One more time for Kaiser, everybody. <laughs> What's your real name? Kai. For Mike, yes. <laughs> Goodbye, Starler. All right, Mike's about to have a very contemplative weekend, I think. Got a lot of things to chew over. Uh, a couple more comics left. Up next, we got Ryan Thomas. Woo! All right, first things first. Who wants this free boba that I just... Fucking shit that I just got. You want this? I just got it for free at Boba Guys. Someone someone apparently placed an order of 80 different Bobas. And the dude was just like, yo, you want this shit? And I was like, yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah, exciting times in the kingdom. Uh, dude, I had an epiphany during your set. So like when, when male celebrities get caught cheating, like guys are like, uh, he's a celebrity. Like I'm surprised he didn't ca get caught sooner. Like he's a guy and all these women want him. Like shit's going to happen. But women are always like, fuck that dude. I hate him. He's evil. And I just realized why they get so mad compared to us is because women are basically male celebrities with how easily they can have sex. So if women aren't out here cheating, like they could get it just as easily as The Rock. And so that makes more sense to me. Maybe there's something there. Uh, well, since, since God seems to be the topic, uh, I'll tell you the long form of what I was thinking about today. So... My dad died in 2013 from pancreatic cancer, and I was thinking about uh, his funeral because I was like, maybe there's some material here, you know? And as I was thinking about it, I realized that I don't remember a lot from that day. Apparently, it was more traumatic than I thought it was because my brain was like, well, this sucks. Let's forget it. Uh, but I do remember a few things. One, I remember sitting in the front of the pew, mom on my left, brothers on the right, tear coming down my eye, people talking, very sad. Thing number two I remember, that food was pretty fucking good afterwards. <laughs> It was actually delicious. Like I, the mac and cheese, the greens, like that shit was hitting, boy. And when I got to that fried chicken, oh my gosh, I was like, do we did we import Koreans? Like who made this chicken? Who who did it? 
And I started feeling better because I was like, man, like my dad is definitely in heaven, like kicking it with Korean Jesus because like he blessed the shit out this chicken. This is wonderful. And then I walked in the door. So that's what I was thinking about. And uh, also, uh, one of the interesting things is like funerals are hard when you lose a loved one, right? But it's also much harder afterwards when you have to adjust to life. And so, you know, some people will talk to friends, family, therapy, writing journal, whatever. I was talking to my mom about it a few days later, and she explained to me that when she went to the funeral home, it was very tough because she had to look at the body and confirm that that was my dad. And she said she couldn't really do it because he was so sick and now he was dead and his face didn't look like him. And so she was like, I'm not totally sure. Can I look at his feet? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and she, she like, like it was normal. And she was like, yeah. So like, I looked at his feet. I was like, yeah, that's him. And then she looked at me and she was like, why are you looking at me like that? I was like, oh, y'all was into foot stuff? Because how else are you supposed to, like she was married to him for 25 years and she didn't recognize his face, but she was like, I did spend a lot of time with those feet though. I would know those size 10s anywhere. And my favorite story to tell is the way, anyone here believe in love at first sight? You know, like I, I have to because I'm like a product of it. My parents got engaged two days after meeting. Yeah, two, two days later, blind date two days later, and they raised me very Christian, so I always just, I knew that they didn't have sex until they were married, so I wanted to be a fly on the wall for that date. I was like, wow, what a powerful connection that must have been. And now I realize that my mom was just out here sucking toes the first time she met him. And like, you think losing a parent is hard, try finding out your parents into foot fetish shit the same week. That was, that was difficult. Like, I, I have to imagine that, you know, she just sucked his toes and my dad, like, he just didn't know what to do. He was like, oh my God, that wasn't, I don't even know, I don't, can't talk no more. I, I think I got to marry her. I got to, I got to go. I got to get a ring. I got to lock this down. Oh my gosh, my feet have never been treated so wonderfully before. And you, you put a ring on it and now here I am, the product of foot stuff. Yeah. All right. Maybe there's something there. No, nah, I think I think she was into his toe. I, I don't even I'm not I'm never going to ask. I'm just going to speculate on stage in front of strangers. <laughs> that's that's the strategy. She's going to come to one of my shows and hear this story. <laughs> it's going to be great. I, I literally thought today I was like, should I ask my mom for permission? Nah, it's fine. She'll find out when she needs to find out. Uh, something else I've been thinking about. Uh, you were talking about your your Judaism. You like you like black people like like you get along with us? Yeah, like I feel like black and Jewish people get along and I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, totally yeah, it's like a thing. And I've yeah. been trying to think of like why it's a thing. And I think it's because black and Jewish people both look great on paper. It just doesn't translate to in person, you know? Like our stats are great. Like if you look at like our stereotype, like America really likes what we have. They just don't like that we're the ones that have it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you think about black stereotypes, you know, it's like athletic, super cool, big dick, like all things that America values. Think about, you think about Jewish stereotypes, lots of money, end of list, but for some reason, but for some reason they don't like it when it comes together. Like pretty much the only thing we disagree on is pork, you know, outside of that. And so I was thinking like if a, if a white person had a genie and they had three wishes, it's totally plausible that a guy would wish for, he's like, look, I want to be super cool. I want to have a big dick and I want to have lots of money. And then Gene would be like, your wish is my command. The next day he'd wake up with a yarmulke and an afro. It's like, this is not what I envisioned for this wish. He'd have sideburns, black skin, and he'd feel very conflicted about pork. All right.
thanks, y'all. That's my time. Ryan Thomas, everybody. Yeah. All right. He runs a great show at Edinburgh Castle. Thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you guys for coming out. And Mike in. We got a few more comics left uh, on deck. We got Shane Kenny. But up next, we have Michael Satumba. Thank you, thank you. Um, Muni Radio, right? Yeah. Oh, who got that free boba? Oh, damn it, I wanted that kind of. Oh, shit, it's in my Asian blood, you know, <laughs> to get boba, uh, probably after this. But, test, 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 testes. All right, cool, it's working. Um, <laughs> so, some people say I look like a poor international student. Yeah, is that true? It's kind of kind of fucked up, but you know, it's kind of I don't know. That's what my friends say. I'm gonna say that on stage, but I do, I am I am. I'm from the Philippines and I go to school at SF State, and <laughs> <laughs> right, and I go shopping at Smart and Final. They they sell 150 eggs for like twenty dollars. It's like pretty cheap. It's like ten cents per egg, and it's really cheap, and I, I was on this bus with this big box of eggs, right? And I was just super excited to go home. <laughs> Got that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I made some omelet. Um, omelet. Um, <laughs> it was excellent. Uh, <laughs> it was so good, I almost got into existential crisis. All right, the stupid, stupid joke. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm at my last semester at state, and I'm taking human phys, and they said my teacher said you can't make eggs after 50. I'm like, damn, that's that's weird. That's what about what about bacon? Like, can can you still make bacon? Like incomplete breakfast, you know? Yucky, malnourishment, boo, booey. Um, <laughs> but yeah. My teachers of state are weird, um, but it's all good. I'm still gonna graduate. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, fuck. What was I gonna say next? Um, damn, I'm blanking. Anyways, you guys ever like got broken up in in the shower? No. That was my first. My first girlfriend broke up with me like that. Like I was like butt naked. And she was butt naked, and I was like, can you give me a blowjob? <laughs> and then she said no. And I'm like, why? Why? And like, I can't do this anymore. Like, blowjobs in the shower? <laughs> like this. I can't do this. And I'm like, please don't do this. Like, my shower playlist is playing. Like, I have to make a new one. So I have two shower playlists now. Um, <laughs> and I had to share my towel, because I'm a gentleman. I wish I didn't share my towel, but you know, I was a I was a little bitch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're 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 friends now. I'm kidding. No, can't be friends with that. Anyways, I've been dating this girl, this other girl. Moving on, moving on, right? We went on we went on our tenth date this past Sunday. We went we went to Stow Lake, right? <laughs> 
it was it was very romantic. We rented some boats. We were like rowing, and I thought the 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 scene was perfect. Like the sun was shining on her face, like red, orange, and yellow, like all the colors of the sun, right? And then the birds were chirping, and the grass <laughs> the grass is green. Stow Lake was green. I don't know why Stow Lake was green, but <laughs> Stow Lake. And I thought it was a perfect time to ask her the question, um, can I bust on your face? I'm just kidding. I asked her if she wanted to do anal, and we're doing anal now. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I'm kind of sore, though, but it's great. Um, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, she says it's not really about the size of your dick that matters, Michael. It's about the motion in the ocean. I'm just kidding. I say that to myself as a self-esteem booster. I say that to my two-inch assassin right when I assassinate her pussy. Um, <laughs> two-inch assassin, copyrighted. But they say that you can't make, you, if you can make a girl laugh, you can make her do anything, but she still doesn't eat my ass. And <laughs> that takes the fun out of it, Pam. <laughs> but, all right, guys, give it up for your husband. Woo! Keep it going for Michael, man. Yeah. One thing you might not know about Michael is his hands are very wet right now. <laughs> so wet, dude. Uh, all right, uh, we got two more comics left. Make some noise for Shane Kenny. I might cook for you, so you really don't matter because it's all about me and you. Bye, Kaiser. So, uh, you're right. I was a bottle of ketchup and my wish to be a real boy came true. So, isn't it sad how stressful losing your phone is? Like, losing your phone has become more stressful over the years because losing your phone now is like losing your iPod, Game Boy, GPS, and cell phone in 2007. Like, it used to, like, if you lost your phone in 2006, 2007, you're fine. It's like, oh, I got my Game Boy, my iPod. I, I know how to use a map still. Like, now if you lose your phone, you're like, fuck, I don't know to get home. I don't remember any numbers. I guess I'll just live wherever I'm at right now. This is cool. I walked into this room, and it was super loud. I don't know, like that we're all getting quiet. Um, what else? So as a white man, I'm scared of having kids. I know it's going to sound weird, but, like, if I have a daughter and I fuck up, it's like, ah, oh, she becomes a slut, got to worry about sucking dick, or maybe she hits the other way, eating girls out. But I'm most scared about having a son, because I'm white. If I screw him up, he's going to shoot up a fucking school. How do I have that talk? Like, Grand Theft Auto's fun on the Xbox, but not in real life. <laughs> Glad to know I'm, like, testing the water. So, uh... I realize that crucifix and Jesus tattoos are just Christian tramp stamps. <laughs> Butterfly on the lower back, you're getting fucked. Um, cross on the arm, oh, you're getting fucked in the head. Cool. So I was wondering, is there a difference between being brave and stupid but lucky? Like, I feel like this is heavily dependent on the success. Like, you hear about that dude who free climbs mountains, no rope, no harness. Everyone's like, oh, that's so brave of you. Because he got back down alive. 
Like, if you were to climb mountains with no rope and he died, it's like, fucking of course you climbed a mountain with no rope. You dumbass. Same thing with doing stand-up. If I'm funny, it's like, oh, that's awesome. You're really going places. If I'm not, you're like, dude, you need to get back on your pills. George Washington got the, got the most, like, respect out of stupid but lucky because he took on the biggest fucking empire the planet's ever known and won. Like, if someone now, when they say, like, oh, I'm going to take down the U.S. government, it's like, yeah, good luck, Earl. <laughs> but because he succeeded, it's like, oh, he's on the $1 bill. We got these statues and monuments built to him. But I don't even think George Washington wanted to fight the British originally. I think he was just at a bar hitting on a girl who said she likes patriots and hates the British. And, you know, George is knocking back drinks. He's just a minor officer in the British Navy. And he's like, yeah, no, fucking, yeah, screw the Redcoats. Couple more drinks later, the girl's still not letting on. So he starts yelling, fuck the British. And everyone cheers. The next morning, he d wakes up. His memory's a little boring. He's just like, fuck, what happened? I didn't even, where's the girl? Everyone's coming up. I'm like, so George, like, you're in command now. We gonna go fight this bitch or what? He's like, fucking what? Oh, fuck, not again. That's how I enlisted in the British Navy a couple of years ago. Fuck. He's like, oh, I got general drunk again. Shit. Like, we all have someone who gets general drunk, but the general aspect depends on who's following them the next morning. Like, I've gotten general drunk plenty of times, but no one took me seriously about my lectures on socialism and psychedelics. Much like this room. So, a uh, little bit about me. Uh, no, it's not. Okay, so people will say, like, have mental illness, it feels like having a monkey on your back. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Monkey on my back sounds kind of fun. I like to talk shit. Monkeys like to throw shit. I like to climb trees. Monkeys like to climb trees. Like, I'm just describing my ideal friend or mate at this point. But if they're to say, like, yeah, mental illness feels like having a monkey on your back that's holding a hammer made of regrets, depression, and anxiety, and it only stops hitting me with the hammer when I'm drunk or high, then I'd be like, hey, yeah, mental illness feels like having a monkey on your back just all day. <laughs> smack, smack, until I'm blasted. So this is fun. This is a lot like my bedroom at night, just quiet and me questioning things. I'm Shane Kenny. You guys have been awesome. Yeah. Alright, one more time for Shane Kenny Alright, we're down to our very last comic uh, Make some Give a huge round of applause To Sam Carroll Sam, 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 Sam Yeah, uh, I didn't know who Rush Limbaugh was either I just thought, I thought Limbaugh was like a fraternity or something. I don't know. I don't give a shit about politics. I really could. I don't. Um, the whole thing with the Iowa caucus happened. And I was like, yeah, I, th I think we should legalize that. I think we should. Fuck it. The government can't choose how to regulate plants, you know? Like peyote, mushrooms, Iowa caucus. It should all be legal. <laughs> all of it. It's not up to the government. It's not up to the government to decide what, you know, how to how to fuck with our heads. Minor, minor tweaks on Mount Rushmore biannually.
That's the extent of how much I want the government to fuck with our heads. That's it. It's just the heads on the wall. That's a, that's really it. Hmm. Oh, I thought that would that whole, that would last five minutes. Uh, that one. Oh, I don't know what to do. Um. So lots of lots of types of fetishes. There's different types of fetishes, you know, that women can have. There's you know there's uh like kissing fetishes. There's uh money fetishes, choking fetishes, rape fetishes. I have a consent fetish. That's what I have. I like consent. Nothing gets me more excited than uh when a woman is. Signing the dotted line of the documents I prepared in advance and trifolded and had them sticking out of my back pocket with just half of it open at the bar. That's the new look. It means you're ready. It means you will not you will not get into this without documents signed and NDAs that prevent you from discussing any said documents. It's a very good loophole. <laughs> That joke's kind of messed up. I don't even know if it works, like logically. Like if an NDA would block a consent form, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, the first time I got the clap, uh, well, I wasn't excited, <laughs> was not excited. It's in the name. Sent my pediatricians for an STD check. They do them. Um, Doctor was explaining to me that I had herpes simplex, but not to worry because it's not the complicated kind. Yeah. No, it's uncomplicated because uh, it's untreatable. This joke isn't true, by the way. It's just I just herpes simplex is a funny name. It's what it's called. It's what the disease is called. Yeah. There's types one. There's type one and type two. I, and I'm not sure if it's like mouth and dick or pussy or whatever. What Pam knows? What is it? Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. It's just location. It is location. One is your mouth, and two is your genitals. Some it can be on your butthole too. What is that? Is that type three? That should no, be type no. two. <laughs> That's still type two. Because it's, it's still in the nether regions. What if you get a little bit of chest herpes, like right at the belly button? Is that one and a that half? That doesn't exist. You can get herpes in your eye, and you can get herpes on your nose and on your mouth, but that's your face herpes. Those are different types, though. No, that's all type one. It's all type one? Yeah. Oh, the face is all type one? Mm-hmm. I'm still confused about the area in between the face and the dick. It doesn't, I'm it sure doesn't manifest are, herpes. It doesn't manifest herpes. I'm sure it has, though, in the past. There's cases of everything. <laughs> no, that's, that's so called So is there a decimal system between the herpes, like the face herpes and the dick herpes? I don't know that much about it, but I do know that it's on your face or it's, oh, it's because it's near a mucous membrane. It's because herpes only, I come and identify on your body near mucous membranes. So like your nose is a mucous membrane, your eyes, <gasps> your butthole, your vagina. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Buttholes make mucus? Well, yeah, you're, you, that's why you can put cocaine in your asshole. Cause it's just like your nose. It's a mucous it's membrane. Mucous membranes? Yeah. Poop is just mucus. Do, it's like do, snot. Do dicks have mucous membranes? Inside, yeah. That, inside the lining? Inside the, what? So you can have snot coming out of a dick? Like a dick booger? You're the one with me. Why are you asking me? I don't have a dick. I don't know what comes out like of Like how me. you have eye gunk? You could get that? Is that what schmegma is? 
It just builds up. I think I ran the light, but thank you guys. You can tell jokes if you want. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. I'm on stage. This is an art form, sir. No, <laughs> not tonight. Not for me tonight. It's not. <laughs> Luke Newman. <laughs> Let's see. One more. That's a good one. Um, you think suicide hotline workers get paid on commission? Think about it. Think about it. You get paid for the people you save. That's kind of the. I hope so. I hope so too. It's probably hourly, right? I hope it should be because more people would be saved because people are incentivized by money. But you know, it's a government job, so and not a lot of government jobs are on commission because it's very bureaucratic. It costs a lot of money too. If you have big performing people. Like superstar suicide savers. <laughs> Triple S. We'll think about it. On a, on a street, signs, and a, me and a megaphone. Not this, though. Not this one. Thank you guys for coming to the show and shit. All right, one more time for Sam Carroll. Uh, that's our show, basically. Unless, uh, Pam, you want to do like a one-minute lightning round for everybody or something? I don't know. We got like 20 minutes. Is that something you want to do, Ryan? Michael? Huh? Well, you you want to do that or just call it? What's the question? Like, you want to do a one-minute lightning round for everybody and then get out of here? Um, yeah, if you want to. Or I was thinking that it would be fun to do, um, just for people to promote what shows that they're on recently or that they're coming up or something, if people want to do that, too. Either or. Do you, you guys can either self-promote or you can do a, a minute lightning round. Uh, what do you guys want to do? I'm democratic as fuck. Let's do a, let's do like a minute, whatever, like do one joke and then promote whatever shows you want. How about that? Okay. And then sweet. Uh, so I'm going to honk you at a minute. Okay, cool. All, All right, right, here so we go. Try and do both within a minute. I just have one, uh, one joke. I want to premise. I got to run by you guys. Maybe it's a joke, but it's like, okay, I, uh, I commute and the wor the worst part of my life is that I got to commute. Uh, I got to commute to the South Bay. I spend like two hours every day doing that. And it's the worst part of my life. And I think about like why I don't like move closer to my job. And I don't have a good reason. Like my only reason for like working in the South Bay and living up here is like I want to make money over here and I want to drink and fuck over here, which I feel like makes me like like a Viking or like Genghis Khan or something, whatever, where I'm like fucking raiding and pillaging and looting over here. And then I come back so I can like go to shore and like tempt shrews or whatever here. Okay. I guess uh, not so much, but thank you for letting me run that uh, shows. I run a show at Skylark. All right. Uh, somebody else come up here. Sexy. All right, one minute. Uh, my roommate just got back from Japan, whereupon he decided that he wanted a bidet. So he got one back, and I said, yo, dude, what's that? And he explained, a bidet is a machine that cleans your butt for you. And I was like, but I've always cleaned my butt for me. And he was like, exactly. So I was intrigued. And I was like, well, how does it work? He's like, well, it strews a stream of water at your butt. And I was like, wait, so you want me to believe that all my life I've been peeing in a toilet, and now you are asking me to have a toilet pee on me? That's a pretty bad infomercial. In fact, it's terrible. Like, 
Who's out here like all my life? I've just been peeing in toilets and all I want is some reciprocity. Just a little piss on my butt. I think it's a terrible idea, but I did try it. And uh, when I turned that water on, it was so cold. It felt like the last scene in Titanic. I did not like it at all. But then I realized that there was a warm setting. So I turned it to warm and I was like, oh, I'm gay. I'm, I'm super gay. Vaginas are kind of net. All right, cool. What's up? Sexy motherfucker shaking that ass. Shaking that ass, shaking that ass. Sexy motherfucker shaking that ass. Shaking that ass, shaking that ass. Sexy motherfucker shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Lightning round. Um, I just want to share a little bit about myself. Not really tell any jokes. Um, I don't know. You guys ever get burned out from comedy? Just like going to mic after mic. Never. You ever feel like that? Damn. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like. <laughs> Never. Uh, Pam, you got any opinions? All right. About, about, about wanting to quit comedy? Yeah, like. I don't know. What keeps you guys going? Like, what keeps you guys coming up here? No. Jerking off in that bathroom right there. Oh. You clean up? Uh, Nothing could make me happier than that knowledge. Now I have something uh, to think about at night alone in the dark. Uh, uh, but anyways, uh, my favorite food is is crabs. <laughs> um, how do you cook crabs? You boil them, right? Can you like roast them or fry? I don't know what else. Like any any type of crab. All right, that's my time. I, you know, you could do all kind of things with a crab. Anyway, you know, sushi it up. You don't have to cook it. You can make it raw. You just eat it. That's what you do. So get somebody to eat it. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find somebody. Just don't let them know you got crabs. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, fucking, oh, you're an empath? What's up with these people? Empaths, you know? All right. So, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'll be at, uh, <laughs> um, I'll be at Bobby G's on March 12th. You know what I'm saying? 9 p.m. Bobby G's in Berkeley, California on a university, uh, uh over there fucking with Tito Gonzalez. You know what I mean? And uh and um and uh what else? What else was I gonna say? Oh uh uh fuck, what was that? What was that fucking what was I about to say? Oh yeah, you guys know the Octomom? Uh what a huge cunt. All right, Google the Octomom, everybody, thank you. You sexy motherfucker. So, uh, I like to ski. I ski like three days a year, and uh, I'm a terrain park skier. I like going off jumps, off trail, some scary runs, but I don't always want to display my fear on the slopes. So, to cope with my fear, I will sing while I ski. Like, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's down the hill I go with gravity and fear in me. Hi-ho, 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 hi-ho. 
another classic of the slopes is hi-ho, hi-ho, it's down the hill I go with freezing weather and mortal terror. Hi-ho, 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 hi-ho. That's a true story. Like, if you were in Mammoth the day after Christmas, you're like, who is that drunk asshole skiing? All right. This is fun. Y'all are thinking, like, you should get back on the pills, man. This is, he's stupid and not lucky. Thank you. Tommy Barbarella in the house. All right, this isn't a joke, but today I saw a woman get hit by a Tesla, and I have a photo of it, and I'd like to pass it around. <laughs> she got she got fucked up. Yeah, she was... St- well, I'm not saying it's funny. No one's saying it's funny. But the test... The, no, it's not, but the... Te- But she got hit. It's just a thing that happened, you know. It's real world news. We're not making any. We're not making any statements about it. We're, we're not making. Everyone in the newsroom is not making. Are we all? Are all in agreement? No. No, she's not okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have PTSD? Are you okay? Do you want to share? I just I, I want to uh, repeat that I remain neutral on this, and we're not, and I'm not making any statement about wh- whether whether this is funny or not. I remain neutral on whether this is funny or not. I don't know. It it didn't look like it though. Didn't what? It didn't look because she was very still, and she didn't put down her. She didn't put down her shirt. After I don't, I don't know what happened to this woman. I shouldn't be saying this on the radio, but saw I saw a little bit of titty from kind of a no. I don't know. You're so you're so edgy, Sam. Uh, how about I just tell you the places I've performed in the past? <laughs> I've performed at Michael Collins. I've performed at Ireland 32s. Michael Collins, get out of here. Was that open mic? Of course. All of them are open mics. <laughs> what kind of question is that, Luke Newman? <laughs> I've performed at Milk Bar. I've performed at uh, Muni Radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a place with motorcycles. All right. Pal, I guess I'll, I guess I'll Apple pay you. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Yay! We need to talk about things. Tell me what. I have one quick, I have, I have one quick sort of new joke that I've been, I did it, I did it last night, but it was in response to something else. Um, so when I used to teach, I used to teach high school. And when I, my first year of teaching 
three guys asked me to junior prom. Uh, and I and I'd never felt prettier, but you but you weren't allowed to you know I was you know I had morals and standards back then I would never sleep with a high school student, but then I got um, two master's degrees and I realized I could never be a college professor because I would sleep with all of my students, <laughs> every every single student. So maybe not such a joke, maybe just a truism. Hey Vishal, thanks for hosting. Yeah. Cup it up Get for Vishal Call. Yeah. Get up yourselves for sticking around. That was Muni Happy Hour every Friday night. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. There's a show at 8 by well, Danny Deshi's here, man. He's really funny. All right. Bye, guys. Can't you see I'm hotter than a man could get? I got wet dreams coming out of my ears. I get hot with wind blows. You don't know near me, but I can take it because I want the whole night. This ain't about the body. It's about the mind. Come in, baby. You sexy motherfucker. Sexy motherfucker Tommy Barbarella in the house Cifo here, here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast.
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot my shopify dot com that's subliminal sf dot my shopify dot com and experience subliminal sf tired of paying too much for your internet contracts and hidden fees got you down Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. 
First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Laugh off your tushy. Save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or, if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Prominent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming 
Evening Radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download.